Welcome to the I Work For Him podcast. I'm Michael Miracle, producer of the I Work For Him radio program, the voice of the faith and work movement. Our mission is to transform the workplace of every Christian into a mission field. What does that look like in your workplace? Let's find out right now. And we are your host, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. Welcome to I Work For Him. We're so excited you tuned in today. We're going to challenge you. We're actually going to get a little behind the scenes look today with a, a company you hear us talk about, or ministry you hear us talk about all the time. That's exactly right, Jim. But in the meantime, listeners, if you have the opportunity to, or you want to know more about something that we're talking about on the air, don't forget we have a contact page on our website, iworkforhim.com. You can go there and it's like writing us an email. Now, you can also find our email addresses on our website. Um, you can pretty much, Jim or Jim and I are available and willing to have conversations Heck, with you. my cell phone number is on the Your website. cell phone is on there. We have a listener line they can call in, but they only get a minute there, you know, so depending on um, how you like 866-713-9675, 866-713-WORK. And, um, but we have all kinds of ways for you to get in touch with us. But the bottom line is we want to know what God is doing in your life and in your work and how you may be um, seeing little victories or even maybe a challenge that you want us to come alongside and pray with you about. So make sure you reach out to us. That's that contact us page on our website, iworkforhim.com. It's iwork, the number four, him.com, as well as our listener line, 866-713-9675, 866-713-WORK. We're so excited uh, for this show. The show made possible through, in, in part, because of a partnership between I Work For Him, Don Hoover, and the Pocket Testament League. The Pocket Testament League makes it easy for you and me to get the Word of God into the hands of our coworkers, employees, neighbors, friends, just people we do life with. Check them out online, ptl.org. Don Hoover, you have set us up with another amazing interview right here in Lancaster County, Pennsylvania. Tell us who you got for us today and why. No, no, don't, don't, don't even do that. Okay, tell us who. Tell us who first. <laughs> Just go ahead. Tell me. <laughs> I'm hanging on for dear life here, Jim. Um, we have the privilege today of having uh, Dr. R.A. Wilson, better known as Rich, to those of us who know and love him, Rich Wilson. All right. So he's with the Pocket Testament League. He's the, the you know, We're going to talk about that a lot, but how does the Pocket Testament League impact what you do here at Binkley and Hearst? Well, first of all, Lidditz is the home of Binkley and Hearst and also the original home, I believe, of the Pocket Testament League. And I used to think the Pocket Testament League was a bunch of little old ladies running around Saturday mornings at the mall handing out uh, scriptures. It's not, well, it might be the case, but it's way, way, way more than that. So we have been using uh, gospels that other people have created for the most part. Um, We've developed one of our own, and we distribute them through our toy store packages. We've distributed them in, they're being distributed right now in Sierra Leone, West Africa, through a mission we're actively involved in there. And I've used them at funerals, at uh, just in business interactions here and there and everywhere. So you send them out, every time you send out a toy, out of the toy store? Every time we send a shipment out, not necessarily just every individual toy, but boxes of toys, yes, are getting right. the Gospel of John. Mm-hmm. All right. We've got a power pack show for you today, highlighting the life of Rich Wilson and the ministry of the Pocket Testament League. You know, 126 years ago, it's a long time to see a dream come true. What started as a passion in the heart of a teenage girl is now impacting millions of people every day, 126 years later. We're talking about the Pocket Testament League. The Pocket Testament League is an amazing tool. It's a pocket-sized Gospel of John that's designed to make it easy to give away God's Word so that it can become alive and breathing and active in someone else's life today. 
It comes in over 100 languages and in English, dozens of translations. Let me tell you how I use it. I bridge a conversation into a Jesus conversation and I ask, have you ever read anything from the Bible? When they almost always say no, I ask them to read the Gospel of John, a pocket testament, and then I ask them to have a conversation after they're done reading. Then God gets work gets to work moving in their lives, and they can't help but be impacted because they're reading God's Word, which we're told is living and breathing and active. Here to tell us more about what God's been doing recently with the Pocket Testament League and a little bit more about what's going on in his life is Rich Wilson. He's the Chief Stewardship Officer of the Pocket Testament League. Rich, you have brought tons of people onto iWork for him. Welcome, finally, to you being on iWork for him. Thank you. I've looked forward to being here, Jim. (coughs) So... Rich, let me just ask you this question. At what point in time in your life did you realize that God cared as much about your work as that of a pastor or a missionary, that you didn't have to be in a pastorate, in a church, or on a foreign mission field, that you could be doing anything and be in ministry? Well, it's very interesting. Um, My journey took me through a higher education and uh, to a uh, manufacturing company. First time really outside of a Christian world. I had been a pastor for a while and in Christian higher education. And when I went to the the, uh, manufacturing world, my whole view of what it meant to minister to people changed. I was always concerned about the lost. I was involved in child evangelism fellowship as a a teenager and uh, involved in that kind of stuff, involved in church. But to actually be in the workplace and try and figure out how can I exercise my faith and my belief in that context. And so uh, I was blessed that the owner of the company was a Christian man, and uh, he didn't have a set of core values at the time or a mission statement, and uh, he had it in his head, but we got it down on a piece of paper. We worked through it uh, for the first couple weeks of my time there, and then we implemented it in everything that we did. So the interview process, uh, when we were doing advertising, we did uh, daily devotionals. And we we tried to make sure that the culture uh, exemplified Christ. So anybody that wanted a job, we sat down with them. I had them actually come in and sit with me. And part of the interview process was to go over our core values, which were about God and relationships, and trust. And we're all about God giving us a second chance. And so we're here to give you a second chance. Hmm. So I had an opportunity to take my faith and actually practice it every day with the non-believers that were coming to to the workplace, and then live it with our employees. So it was a, a very, very unique way of of really changing my whole perspective about what is ministry. It's, it's daily living where you are, where God places you. So that manufacturing company, does it still exist today? Oh, yes, it does. Mm-hmm. And how are they doing carrying on the culture that you helped build? As far as I know, they're doing great. So it still lives on today. You, per, you were able to build it so much that you could perpetuate it. Well, I would say that the Lord built well, it. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> but, of course, the given. <laughs> um, but, yes, we, we helped to establish a culture 
that carries on today because that was the heart of the of the founder of the company, the president of the company. You know, I think you said a really key thing because he, he as the founder, had those things in his heart but did not put them on paper and started to implement them. So I think that's one of the things that I want our listeners to just hear is that, you know, um, we can be well-intentioned, but let's take that next step and have the have the courage maybe or the the faith and and finding somebody like yourself that can come alongside you and help you with that because that may not be their strength a lot of people are afraid to like you know pen it and actually get it on paper so I hope that that encourages people because until that's done it's really hard to to um, change a culture isn't it It, to to really make it something if they don't know what it's supposed to be absolutely absolutely and what it helped to do is clarify Mm -hmm. sure you were we were able to get we used an acrostic great for the core values. Mm. And so once we got that down, we put it, we actually put it on a pallet on the wall. Of course a pallet, you. A pallet. A it was a pallet manufacturing <laughs> company. And so it was there. Mm-hmm. So anybody that came in, customers, employees, potential employees, they saw it. Mm. So it was now right there for awesome. everybody to see. And it created conversation. What mm. does this mean? You know, and it gave you greater opportunities. Mm-hmm. So here's a question, though. Okay, because you were really following the lead of the Holy Spirit and doing those things and impacting culture, feeding into people. Did you ever ask the Holy Spirit, what do I do with all these old pallets? Because that, <laughs> I mean, you think today? They, old pr- pallets they prayed today? for a change I mean, in somebody the Somebody asked that question because, I mean, the old pallets are like the hottest commodity in the country right now. Well, that's what this company did. It manufactured new, but it was recycling pallets. So it would take old broken pallets and repair them. So when I got there, uh, one of the very first things I did was I took an old pallet and I took a new pallet, both the same size. We, we had to do some renovation for the office, and I created a backdrop for in the president's office. One was an old pallet that said, old things are passed away, uh-huh. and I put a new pallet, and it says, behold, all things become new. And so it, anytime you went into his office, it was the old, the old mm. nature, and the new because of Christ. And again, created conversation. Oh, that's awesome. That is very cool. So how did the Lord use all of that experience at a pallet manufacturing company to move you to the Pocket Testament League today? Well, it was interesting. Um, I had a, a, a friend of mine uh, who had been talking to me about uh, an opportunity uh, with the state of Pennsylvania. Uh, there was a contract going, and uh, he asked me for my resume. A Christian company wanted somebody to take the skills that I had and try and help them do a contract with the state. And so I gave them the contract. Unknown to me, uh, one of the board members of the Pocket Testament League also asked that gentleman for my resume because there was an opening at the Pocket Testament League. So as has God has done so many times in my life, he pursues me, mm-hmm. and uh, this was kind of them coming to me to say, hey, look, we have this opportunity, and this is this is a pretty exciting opportunity and would love to talk with you about it. So uh, three or four months into uh, a conversation, then they, uh, they eventually asked me to come and join them. And what is your role so that we all understand what it is that you're doing at the Pocket Testament League? Well, my, my title is the Chief Stewardship Officer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like to call myself the Blessings Broker. Because I give people the opportunity to be blessed through giving. Stewardship is management of God's 
resources, right? Mm-hmm. And so God has given us all resources, uh, financial resources, time resources, a variety of different things. And so I'm always trying to share, here are the opportunities that God affords us, and would God challenge you to be part of helping to make this possible? So just for the audience, just really quick, what's the Pocket Testament League all about? Well, we are about introducing people to Jesus all over the world. Our mission statement is to equip and mobilize believers, that's you and me, to read the Word of God, Mm -hmm. to carry it with you, and then to intentionally share it. Mm -hmm. So my greatest challenge when I talk to, to believers is, you want to take God's challenge for 30 days, let me challenge you, for 30 days, get 30 Gospels, and at the beginning of every morning, ask God, who would you like me to share this with today? And then wait, and watch, and wait. And when God prompts your heart, you give it. And if you do that for 30 days, it not only becomes part of you, but you're going to see some pretty incredible things, Mm -hmm. what God has done. And it is. I mean, in her own lives, Martha's dad's been a, a pocket testament leaguer for over 40 years. Just in her own lives, though, just the intentionality. We were always giving Bibles out, trying to get people, hey, if you really want to find out who Jesus is, read it for yourself. But that's a lot harder to carry in your pocket. That's exactly right. And it's the Gospel of John. It's in a very, very 64-page little mm-hmm. document that easily fits into your pocket. Your back pocket, your front pocket, your coat pocket. That's exactly right. Or the you know the pocket in your door. Exactly right. Because in Florida, we're never wearing jacket pockets. <laughs> That's true. Because <laughs> that one day a year we do wear a light jacket. But... All right. So how is the Pocket Testament League impacting this country for Christ? Well, it's been exciting. Um, the last several years, we've, been, we've had uh, quite a number of people giving out Gospels. Um, I think last year it was one and a half million Gospels handed to someone to introduce them to Jesus mm-hmm. here in the United States. And uh, we focused uh, a couple of segments of the year. Uh, we call it our summer challenge. Yes. When everybody's out doing vacations and all that kind of stuff to just do what I shared with you earlier, and that is get a gospel and find someone to do it. And our challenge was to get at least 500,000 gospels into the hands of people here in the United Mm -hmm. States through young people or whatever, but always doing it one-to-one. Right. And uh, last year, I think uh, it was uh, 579,000 people did that. That's great. uh, One-to-one. And this year... Uh, it was like 559,000. I'm not mm. sure the exact number, uh, but 550-some thousand mm-hmm. were, were done that way. And what's interesting now, it's two years in a row that okay. we've done this, mm-hmm. and now we have some momentum because it is carried over now right. into the month of October. PTL.org, PTL.org is the website. You can get signed up. This is not... It, to get the Word of God, there's tons of different covers you can choose from, and, and you can also get a customized cover for your business or your organization, which is what Martha and I use as we talk about the Pocket Testament League across the country. Tell us some stories, Rich, uh, of how the Pocket Testament is impacting people. Well, uh, I'll share with one that we just got last week. We have a little process we call Ring the Bell. Mm-hmm. And uh, at the league, and uh, when, when somebody hears a story, um, we uh, 
ring the bell for everybody. Okay. So we had a, a woman who bought, who got some gospels to give out to teenagers in her community. And uh, she had ordered them in and she got them and they were in her, in her uh, study or something like mm-hmm. that. And her husband was curious about what she was doing. Uh, he did not know the Lord. So she started doing this and he said, well, why are you doing this? And so she shared why she was doing it. And he said, well, I'm, I'm interested in doing that. Tell me how I, can, how I can accept Christ as my Savior. Wow. So she went and got a gospel that she had given, where she was giving out to them. Right. And she walked them through the first four or five pages of our gospel that has the plan of salvation and led him to the Lord right there. Just because of an effort to give out to the young people. Wow. So that's pretty exciting. <laughs> I love that. that. And because it, it, it created intrigue in him. So instead of her going, here's something you have to read, which he made have pushed off, it created the intrigue and God knew. God knew the timing. Absolutely. So that is worthy of ringing the bell. There's so just so awesome. much that Rich Wilson has to share with us from the Pocket Testament League. Former director. Was you like a VP or a CEO of the manufacturing company? At the end, you were running it, weren't you? I was a vice president of operations. Vice president. So you worked in pallet manufacturing, which is with wood, and now you hand out Pocket Testaments. And you're in charge of the chief stewardship officer for the Pocket Testament League online at ptl.org. But it was all, all that work came from trees. Yeah, absolutely. So there must have been some kind of correlation. As you look now <laughs> at your, your your work at the, the Pallet Manufacturing Company, and now you work at the Pocket Testament League, what did God teach you at the Pallet Manufacturing Company that you use every day at the Pocket Testament League? Hmm. Well, the best thing about uh, the Pocket Testament League is that it makes being an evangelist and a disciple something very simple mm-hmm. to do. Not easy. Not always easy to to have the strength and get enough courage to be able to give a gospel, but it makes it simple because of the different covers that we have, the different contexts you can use them. If you're alert to what God's doing, it's a very simple thing to say, hey, here's, here's something for you. Here's a little gift for you. It's the words of Jesus about himself. We'd love for you to, to, to do it, to read it. Mm. Uh, I do that all the time uh, when I'm in a restaurant. Thank you for your service. Right. Uh, here's a little gift for you along with your tip. Or I, when I'm walking through an airport, I carry, uh, we have a camo one, or we have them, today's Veterans Day. Uh, so um, we have some of those military ones. So right. I look for the military guys, and I'll say, thank you for your service. Here's a little gift for you. So it makes it simple to be a witness, to be an evangelist for Christ. Uh, not always easy. That's exactly right. So tell us a few examples of how you have seen um, the pocket testaments being used within business context. Oh, that's really exciting. Um, I'll tell you one of the most recent stories we have, which is a pretty exciting story. There's a gentleman who uh, co-branded a gospel for his company. He uses it for his customers and for... uh, his employees and for his vendors and the people that, you know, UPS who comes to his mm-hmm. door. But his, his children are involved in youth group at church. And they decided that they wanted to have a greater impact on their school. So he took his business gospel and he gave it to the youth group as one of the ways of being able to use it. Mm-hmm. And one of the children, one of the students, uh, teenagers from the church, 
took the gospel and gave it to the drug dealer in the school, the known drug dealer. Mm -hmm. And that drug dealer came to know the Lord uh, as a result of doing that. We have a a couple gentlemen uh, who use the gospel as a way, they they put their mission and vision statement inside the covers. That's Mm -hmm. one of the ways that they customize it, not just the cover on the outside, but the inside. And they use it in their interviewing process for hiring. Hmm. Here are our core values. Here's our mission statement. And you don't necessarily have to believe that, but this is the environment. This is what you're going to hear while you're here. So, again, it gives them an opportunity to reach out. Wow. We, I'm sorry. No, that's okay. So I just let's let our listeners know. I know we've talked about it on the air, but talk about a little bit about the the co-branding that you kind of are alluding to that um, people can Im- use that in their own organization. It's not just for some secret club somewhere. Anybody no. can do this, any, right? <laughs> any business can do it, and uh, we help we help mm-hmm. with the design work. Uh, all they need is some kind of a picture or or logo or whatever they would like to have on the outside mm-hmm. that they think is going to represent them mm-hmm. and the Lord. Uh, they they already have a, a they're predisposed to wanting to get the gospel out, so there'll be a, a little letter from them in the beginning on the inside cover, and then they'll write like I said on the back. They'll do core values, a mission statement, or a variety of different things. The possibilities like are endless with those customizable Absolutely. Gospels. Rich Wilson, it's always too quick to have you on, but we're grateful that you're on. We're grateful for the Pocket Testament League. Thanks for being with us today. Thank you. Make sure you check them out online. Get signed up, ptl.org, ptl.org. This is an amazing ministry. You're listening to I Work For Him with your host, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers, our workplace, it's our mission field, but ultimately, I I work for him. him. Thank you for listening to the I Work For Him podcast with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. Please visit iworkforhim.com to learn more about connecting your faith and work, to join the I Work For Him nation, or subscribe to our weekly blog. You can also follow us on social media at I Work For Him to stay up to date and meet our guests. If today's message spoke to you, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast platform. Your review will launch more workplace missionaries across America. That's at iWorkForHim and online iWorkForHim.com. iWork, the number four, him.com.